0: It's definitely a mindset thing and it's something I coach on, you know, especially brand new entrepreneurs and folks mm. who are wanting to get into the entrepreneurship space. And usually the the best piece of advice I could provide for this, especially if you're you want to be an entrepreneur, like if that's why you're afraid of failing, is to remember that entrepreneurs are quite literally professional failures.
1: Welcome everybody to Connect, Inspire, Create. This podcast is a place that I love to delve into challenges and triumphs of midlife women business owners. So join me as we explore practical strategies, mindset shifts, and self-care practices to help you create a more balanced week. So whether you're juggling clients, family commitments, or personal growth, this episode, I hope, will guide you towards a healthier, more fulfilling life. So to my new listeners, hello and welcome. I'm so glad that you have chosen to spend time with us today. And I am really excited to be joined by a super guest who I want to tell you a little bit more about what we are going to be talking about. So today, we're going to be digging into paying attention to the overwhelm. And my guest can help you transform that overwhelm into the action that is necessary to become a confident leader or entrepreneur. So with no further ado, let me introduce my guest today, Corrie Logaidis. Corrie and you I, I chatted. Did yeah, I get it? <laughs>
0: Yay! You got it. Thank you. Yay.
1: Welcome, Corrie. Lovely to have you here.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Overwhelmed It's just the, the topic. And I know that we've got a lot that we want to dig into as well as touching on the keynote speaking and something that you've got to share with my audience. But to my listeners, let me tell you a little bit about Kari. So she is a business strategist, coach, and a professional keynote speaker. And when you hear her story, you'll understand why she is helping audiences activate that extraordinary action in their business and their life, no matter their circumstances. So as a fourth generation entrepreneur, she spent 15 years as the senior vice president of her family's regional distribution business. And I read the backstory to this, curry. wow. As, a, mm-hmm. as you said, overload, burnout, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. So there were a series of really traumatic pivotal life events that you share, um, including miscarriage, abuse, divorce, suicide loss.
0: It's not in a very short it's time not. frame, five years,
1: um, and, and just crazy. And then you decided to step down. So you stepped down for that role, went into business for yourself. And then, wow, you say within weeks, you'd landed your first paying client. And then in less than a year, you were up on the red dot.
0: I was yes.
1: doing, doing the TEDx. I'd love to know a little bit more. What What was your topic that you spoke on at TEDx?
0: Uh, I actually spoke the, the talk itself was called Don't Give Up, Change Your Strategy. And it essentially created the entire platform I speak on today. It was about overwhelm and how to deal with it. So we have to include a link. So I'll
1: I'll search mm-hmm. for that or you can send it to me, but we'll include a link to that so that people can listen about listen to that. So, mm-hmm. well, welcome. I know that there were two quick things that I'd love to ask you to mm-hmm. just get to that a little bit more about you. So what is something... That people would be really surprised to know about you,
0: oh, my goodness. Um it's a lot. I'd say probably the most surprising thing people would think to know about me is at one point in time, I was a semi-professional cellist, but I was not playing with an orchestra. I was playing in a punk band. Oh, and wow. touring and everything oh, Cool. <laughs> yeah so that would be something that a lot of people don't know about me okay um, a few do, do but
1: pick up the cello
0: or is it uh, I wish I had time. I've got yeah. you know between the four kids and the business and everything else going on right now. um I wish I had more time for it right now. Yeah. But my my one of my middle kids, he's getting ready to pick an instrument in school, and he keeps talking oh, about wow. maybe wanting to do cello. So I'm hoping that that'll
1: be fun. Who he pulls for that, and
0: then we can do it together, right?
1: I was going to say there's a duo a duo coming up. Yeah, so lovely. <laughs> This other question, you can take it anywhere you want to, somebody right now in your life, or if you think back on somebody else, but who has been
0: the kindest to Kari? So many people, you know, I would, the one that comes to mind that has really been the most pivotal for me has been my husband, Mm -hmm. because at the time that we had met, it was six months after I lost my prior partner to suicide. And it was very, very soon. And he was so understanding With everything, because I was still going through grief and everything else. And he really, it really showed me, you know, exactly how much he cared with the patience that he held and his ability to understand that my reactions wasn't him. You know, it had it had nothing to do with him, it had to do with something else. And he was able to hold that space for me. That's beautiful. The patience (laughs) to yeah, to give you
1: the space. I've got goosebumps as you shared that with me. (laughs) Because grief is such a journey. And in those early days, it's um, it takes a pretty powerful, loving person to stand next to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be able to, to walk that road with you. Especially That's a right?
0: stranger, you know, at the time. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now here
1: you are. That's beautiful. That's, mm-hmm. uh, so I know that one of the things we talk about this overwhelm and you share that no one should feel like a failure for not keeping up. That
0: overwhelm is actually a positive sign. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where, where do we take that? All right. So in general, when you think about it, and this is really what my TEDx is about, overwhelm, it's a sign, right? It's a sign that something in your current strategy, whatever it is you're doing day in and day out, is no longer meeting your current reality, right? So when overwhelm starts to pop up, it's because the same actions you were taking day in and day out aren't having the same results and as a result, if you're able to identify what it is that's changed and be able to address it, that's going to reduce the overwhelm and it's going to allow you to kind of pick up and get moving again. Right. That awareness
1: of going, yes. okay,
0: and mm-hmm. I, I need to get
1: traction and I don't want to stay in, in the stuck stuck place. That Right. Who um, wants to be stuck? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> that, um, so I'd love to ask you, pushing past the fear of failure... Um, and as they been an instance that you can share something that's worked for you, or is this something that you coach people through?
0: It's definitely a mindset thing. And it's something I coach on, you know, especially brand new entrepreneurs and folks mm. who are wanting to get into the entrepreneurship space. And usually the the best piece of advice I could provide for this, especially if you're, you want to be an entrepreneur, like if that's why you're afraid of failing is to remember that entrepreneurs are quite literally professional failures we have gotten so good at failing on a regular basis that we eventually made money off of it. So when you're able to kind of reframe your mindset that every time I fail I'm a step closer to, you know, whatever it is I want whether it be, you know, higher income or, you know, launching your business or, you know, that perfect client, whatever it is, the easier it is to go and put yourself out there because it's nothing personal and it's not a, you know, it's not reflective of you. And your actions, it's a reflection of a misalignment in whatever the opportunity is. Because they always say, too, if it doesn't work out, you know, it's not a, a rejection. It's a redirection.
1: Right. You absolute, know, and that allows for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And absolute learning. Take the learning and, right. and reapply mm-hmm. it and, and move <laughs> on. That. But I know that sometimes with that, yeah, I think these two kind of go together as you have this fear of failure and therefore you end up just paralyzed and so you don't take action. And I'm guessing, you know, perfectionism plays into that, imposter syndrome plays into that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Where do we go when we feel paralyzed and
0: we just, we need to get moving because if we don't move, Mm -hmm. nothing happens. Sure. So I find with my clients and the folks I've worked with in regards to, you know, both imposter syndrome, as well as analysis paralysis in particular, it's really rooted in a lack of confidence. Right. Because that lack of confidence isn't there and they don't trust themselves, it's easier to procrastinate and just like put things off. Or it's easier. Yeah. I I like to, you know, say, you know, perfectionism is really uh, procrastinating. Sorry. Procrastination is perfectionism in disguise because. It's a lot easier. It makes you feel productive to say, I'm just researching this or it needs to, I need this one more thing, this extra Mm -hmm. certification, this and that. And then I'll be able to do it. Where really all that is, it's an internal validation, you know, mechanism so that you can feel better and more confident about doing whatever it is you're doing. But if you don't deep down believe that you're worthy and capable of that, no certification and nothing that you could do is ever going to help you mask that.
1: Right. So it really
0: needs to come from within and you have to understand like, what is it that I'm not confident about mm -hmm. and get to the root of that? Because it's not some surface level thing that you're going to be able to fix from the outside. It's something that you need to identify and address from the inside.
1: And I think that's why it's so important when everybody says a coach should have a coach, a business owner should have a coach because Mm -hmm. partnering with somebody and just allowing that, as they say, the layers of the onion to to peel Mm -hmm. away, to dig down deep and then look at what's ahead. Look what could be ahead. Right, so mm-hmm. that you know, digging into that. So, recognizing your own talents. Um, I know that you shared that you did an art degree, and then kind of it was so interesting <laughs> where your life went. I mean, now look at your talents, and you're doing public speaking and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I saw that you're launching a podcast, which is super exciting. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, so that's I do coming out that. as well. But mm-hmm. why does why do entrepreneurs find it so difficult to recognize their talents?
0: You know, I can speak from personal experience with this because this is something I've really struggled with. I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially, you know, I could speak for folks in America with the culture and stuff here. It's such a hustle culture, Mm -hmm. you know, like work hard, play hard, this and that, that when something comes easy to you and you easily make money doing it, it feels like you're a fraud. And that kind of like feeds into the whole imposter syndrome thing in a way, so You know, for me personally, it's always been very, very difficult to double down on the stuff that I find easy because I think, you know, number one, it should be difficult because it should be work, quote unquote, but also two, other people should be able to do, if I could do this easily, other people should be able to do it too. But really the beauty of being an entrepreneur is being able to identify what is it that's easy to you that is not for others so that you can help and serve people doing what you're naturally gifted with.
1: Absolutely. And it's that personal experience, I think, that people want to hear and want to know the road that you've walked and then to tie in. And yeah, I always had that visual of somebody stretching a hand down and somebody stretching a hand up. Mm-hmm, and exactly. you're bringing somebody with you, and then there's somebody else who can help you. Um, mm-hmm. So Yeah, that we're all in this together. Well, Curry, I'd love to just find out from you, who would you describe as your perfect audience? So who would be able to benefit from working with you?
0: Uh, I find the clients that I work the best with, or I provide the most value to, I guess you mm-hmm. just say would be working women, okay. you know, overall working women. Um, I definitely identify with it. I went through it myself, but women in you know, professional careers, entrepreneurship careers, uh, who really do not want to sacrifice their freedom, their flexibility, their fulfillment, you know, of either their you know families or their careers. They want to be able to have both. Right. Uh, those are the folks that I serve the best, as well as the organizations that support these women. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I do so through my coaching programs, workshops, keynotes. Okay. Um, you know those Wonderful. kinds of programs.
1: Yeah. And is there an upcoming project that you're excited about? I guess I let the cat out of the bag. With you let the cat out, out of the bag with the,
0: the podcast, <laughs> but that's not the only thing. Okay. Um, actually, for years I have been asked, and I mean years, since my TEDx on when I was going to write a book you know, ah. summarizing my story. And mm-hmm. it's happening. The proposal's done. <laughs> I'm starting to like pitch. Uh, so that is in the works as well. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, that's you. exciting. That's <laughs> exciting. So I'd
1: just love to share where people can find you if they want to find more about what you offer or you're looking to book you for the next coming event. And have you as mm-hmm. a speaker? Where is the best place
0: to Perfect. I would you? love to connect with them. Uh, best place to find me is at my website is www.corrylo.com Much, much easier to spell than Logatus, So we'll just keep it short like that. All and right. then um, in terms of social media, I am on literally every single social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. You could find me on all of them at I am Corey Lowe. Perfect. That makes life really easy. And I'll
1: make yeah. sure to have all those links in the show notes. I wanted to just, you mentioned earlier on about the culprit quiz. Tell me a little more about that before we go.
0: You got it. So um, if you are struggling with overwhelm and you're not exactly sure on what your first next step is, I identified a system. I call them the overwhelm culprits. This is actually going to be the t- what my book is about. Uh, for anybody that's interested in that, but uh, basically, it's a very easy to follow framework. If you identify which of the culprits is your personal overwhelm culprit, and be able to bring that into alignment, like we were talking about earlier, it's going to allow you to feel less overwhelmed and start taking action again. So you can identify your personal overwhelm culprit by visiting coreylo.com/backslash/overwhelm/quiz. No makes... overwhelm culprit. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, you overwhelm
1: culprit. That's that's one thing. Culprit. I'll make sure that I get the right <laughs> link from you. So thank Sorry, you. Thank you so much for sharing because this is such a topic of need, overwhelm. We don't need to suffer through that. And so I just hope that the right person will reach out to you. And thanks for being my guest today. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Thank you. So thanks to my audience for listening. If you have felt inspired by our conversation today, I'd love for you to share it wherever you like to share your content. And I encourage you to explore your own way of connecting, inspiring, and creating this week that will bring more happiness into your life. Until the next time.